millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program (coughs) is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement, but as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone. You're listening to Red Pill 78. As always, my name is Zach Payne, the Corruption Detector, and this is another edition of Red Pill News for Saturday Night Livestream. Tonight, we have a special one-on-one program for you. There's a couple of small stories, relatively speaking, over the last couple of days that have broken. I wanted to make sure we talked about them, but more than anything, we're going to be dissecting the indictment against President Donald Trump. We're going to be talking about the various aspects of the law that should be considered and then the actual aspects of the law that they are using for the justification to try to put him away for hundreds of years. Now, I probably don't have to tell you, this is essentially galvanizing his supporters around him, as it should. Because this, my friends, is nothing short of political persecution. I also want to give a very, very special happy birthday to our top mod, Debbie Roush. Debbie Roush, thank you so much. Always here, always keeping the chat comfy on multiple platforms. Really, really appreciate it. Also, Raisin Kane, I'm a bad boy. I see your emails all the time, brother. Thank you very much. I appreciate you reaching out. Anybody who reaches out, I appreciate it. Might not necessarily respond to you, but definitely you, you can bet that I'm seeing them. Redpill78 at ProtonMail.com or you can go to my website, Redpill78News.com and click the contact button. Sit back, relax, grab your popcorn. We're going to be right back after this. 
Just as King Charles III of Britain has a crown with the timeless wealth of gold, you too can enrich your future with the enduring value of a gold IRA. Like those precious crowns, a gold IRA doesn't tarnish over time, and it certainly shines brighter in economic turmoil. You see, it's a hedge against inflation and stability in volatile markets. And this month, the first quarter-ounce gold standard bullion coin ever issued with Charles III's image can be yours with your own qualifying gold IRA or 401k rollover of $50,000 or higher. You just can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments. So hurry up and head to my special website, redpill78gold.com, to secure your wealth. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right. Good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. And please uh, say happy birthday to Debbie Roush in the chat, whether you're over there on the Foxhole or you're over there on Rumble. Now, I I actually I wanted to address something because I saw this in another chat on Badlands the other day. Somebody was very upset that the offer from Noble Gold this month is a British coin or a coin from the, uh, the, 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 the UK Mint. Um, you're not buying that coin. That coin is free if you open up uh, a certain type of account with a certain level of funding. Um, but, uh, you know, when it comes to, uh, to precious metals, uh, many people will purchase coins from official government mints. And, you know, you might not like King Charles. I'm not a big fan of him myself. Um, but considering the fact that this is the very first gold coin with his face on it, it's it's a foregone conclusion that it's going to be worth money at some point in the future. So I am happy to make money off the backs of the royal family, considering all the terrible things they've done in the years that they have been in power in the UK. And of course, uh, as a uh, slap in the face um, to know that I am profiting off of them and that we kicked their asses back in the Revolutionary War. So. Just wanted to go ahead and say that, uh, and I wanted to thank Noble Gold also for being a sponsor of the program. All right, guys, I hope you're having a great day. I know that it's been a, a tumultuous couple of days. There's a lot of news out there, a lot of people talking about President Trump's indictments. Um, and, of course, you know, President Trump is saying a fair amount about them himself, as I believe he should be. Uh, he spoke twice today, if not three times. Uh, and uh, in each one of those instances, he was very, very sheer to make sure that he spoke about this and the unfair and unjust nature of it. I want to be very clear in saying that I don't think that there is any legal precedent uh, for the Department of Justice uh, to go after President Trump. There's no rationale for it. And we're going to go and look back historically at some instances where similar things have happened in the past. I also uh, want everyone to keep in mind that uh, the way the indictment is written is done in a very particular way. It's done specifically to elicit emotional reactions. It's done in a specific way to make President Trump look as bad as they possibly can. I mean, obviously, they've got a job to do. They're trying to put Trump away for the rest of his natural life. Uh, And of course, they're going to use all of the tricks in their arsenal to do it. But do not allow the the gaslighters at the Department of Justice to make you believe that President Trump uh, is anything other than a tactical genius. I uh, I was listening to someone else speak about this the other night, and he echoed my initial thoughts. Um, The way that this has gone down, uh, considering the nature of the political world in the last few years, I think that it only makes sense that President Trump 
uh, wanted this very situation to play out. Because by playing out, it highlights the incredible hypocrisy and the uneven nature uh, of our current Department of Justice. Uh, thank you so much, very much for being here. Uh, somebody says it looks like I am broadcasting from inside a spaceship. Yes, this is, that's exactly the look I was going for. Uh, Black Yoda says uh, the illegal pursuit of a man of God. Got it. F them. Yes. Continue on. Filter Dog One sending love your way. Thank you very much for that. I really appreciate it. All right. Uh, let us continue over here, and I want to begin. We're going to talk first about a couple of stories that uh, have nothing to do with the indictment of President Trump. This is actually something that I've been tracking for a couple of weeks now, ever since the Kentucky Derby. Um, but I'm not like a big racehorse guy. I'm not a horse fan. I'm not a race fan. You know, I like animals and stuff. And so the reason the the uh, the story kind of stuck in my craw was because uh, we have these like overwhelming like instances of horses that are being euthanized at these races, and um, they're they're falling. They're they're having injuries, and I have never heard of anything like this. Um, Mark Crispin Miller, who's been a guest on the show before, dug up some information, which I think we can point to and say, gosh, this is most definitely it. Uh, Esther G13, good to see you, hon. She says, in honor of mod extraordinaire, Miss Debbie, thank you for being so humble and generous. Happy birthday, and thank you for all you do. Much love. Uh, radiating, I don't know what that means. Ra- radiating heart, radiating heart. Okay, okay, I get it. Awesome. Yes, big love, big love to Debbie. All right, so so listen to this. At the Kentucky Derby, um, they began hooking up these horses with this radio frequency device. And it was like the moment they started this practice that these horses began to drop like flies. Churchill Downs is the place in Louisville where they hold the Kentucky Derby. They meet there every year. And uh, as of the last meeting, we have had a series of horses fall down on the track, break a leg, lose their balance, have to be put down, act strangely. Um, basically, on April 29th, when they began this practice of putting these radio frequency devices on the horses, and in every single race thereafter, every single one of these horses is fitted with this iPhone-sized device. It's wireless. It allows for the uh, people at the track to uh, uh, gather certain information about the horses. It also has a GPS uh, positioning system on it. Um, and it's uh, it's right under the horse's saddle. So it's kind of like near their haunches or the middle of their body. Here is an actual picture of that. It's called a stride master. So as it's monitoring the horse's movements, 2,400 times a second. That's a lot of data that's being pushed back and forth uh, and that uh, the horse would have an opportunity to interact with. These 2,400 radio frequency pulses send radio frequency radiation through the bodies of these horses. And then that GPS is another type of frequency that also goes through the horse's bodies. There also is an RFID chip that's implanted in the left side of each horse. And that ensures that the device itself and the horse's body are syncing up and are giving accurate information. Here's the other thing. Horses' shoes are made of aluminum. Aluminum is one of the best conductors on planet Earth. So the frequencies that are being kicked out by the RFID chip and then the stride right device on the horse's side uh, would be absorbed and, uh, and amplified 
by the horseshoes that each one of these horses is wearing. Now, uh, there are six continuously radiating antennas uh, that are on the track during each of these races. So you've got 14 horses competing in each one of these races. That means that there are 84 antennas among the horses in close proximity to each other. And so each one of them is radiating all these signals. They are moving around each other. And it appears that these uh, these massive increases in all of these RF frequencies are what is causing these horses to have injuries, to lose their balance, to fall down and die. Um, on April 29th, we had horses begin to die and suffer severe injuries to the point where they had to be put down. Uh, and then uh, on June 2nd, it was announced that uh, there would be suspension of uh, that. They would suspend the race as of June 10th and officials at the downs are panicking, obviously, because uh, they've had so many of these horses die. Uh, it is uh, quite a large number in comparison to any time uh, that they've had in the past. Uh, in 2022, nationwide, nationwide, there was about 1.25 deaths for every 1,000 horses at the starting gate. Uh, but since April 29th of this year, there have been 12 deaths that have occurred among 1,600 starts at the downs. That is an increase of eightfold mortality among these horses. Uh, and they go into uh, a, a whole list of them. You've got uh, horses that, that flipped over. Coat of Kings flipped. He broke his neck in the paddock prior to the race. He had to be euthanized. Uh, then Take Charge Brenna suffered a catastrophic damage to her right foreleg during a race on May 2nd, was also euthanized. Chasing Artie completed the race on May 2nd and then collapsed and died on his way to the saddling area for no apparent reason. They had no idea why. Chloe's Dream suffered a Another catastrophic injury to the right knee during a race on Derby Day, May 6th, was euthanized. Freezing Point fractured his left forelimb during a race on Derby Day, May 6th, and he was euthanized. Uh, his jockey actually said that prior to the race, he was uh, jumping around and just acting so crazy, uh, and uh, they were worried that uh, something might happen to him. Uh, Bosco Redondo finished the race on May 13th, but was taken away in a horse ambulance and then euthanized for unspecified injuries. Rio Moon was at the finish line on May 14th, suffered a catastrophic injury to his right foreleg and then was also euthanized. Then Swanson Lake on May 20th uh, was immediately taken to a veterinarian after the race, but was again euthanized because there was a significant injury to his left hind leg. Then Lost in Limbo, which is the horse at the very beginning of this uh, article here, was removed from the track before the start on May 26th because he had crashed nose first on the dirt and he just lay there heaving. And apparently he was so jittery before the race that he threw his jockey uh, and he tried running away. He did not want to be there. And then after the uh, the race, a veterinarian found that there was a significant injury to his left front leg and he was euthanized. Kimberly Dream also ruptured a ligament on May 27th, had to be euthanized. Two days before the spring meet began while training on the racetrack on April 27th, Wild on Ice broke his left leg and was euthanized. Now, here's the thing. It, it would only be just uh, one of those amazing things if we could have known, uh, if we had some clue to the fact that maybe radio frequencies and horses uh, just don't mix. Well, guess what? There actually is information and data to support that conclusion. Um, it's actually been widely known for many years that radio waves are damaging and deleterious to horses. In Christchurch, New Zealand, back in 1998, there was an interview with 
with a horse owner who was published. They recently, around that time, put in an FM radio tower near this ranch where all these horses were. There were 90 horses, and uh, several of them, many of them were affected. Some of them have actually died, and uh, a lot of them were just acting totally nervous and jumpy. They all seem to have sore feet, too, which is important when you remember that I said that everybody is wearing these aluminum horseshoes. Horses who have traveled by trailer for years, she said, were suddenly losing their balance while they were traveling. Uh, there were several hot spots where when the horses would go through them, they would become volatile and hurt themselves and the people who were taking care of them. All the horses were acting as if they had sore feet. Some of them would not allow for their shoes to be put on. Uh, finally, they ended up having to move the entire ranch because there were just too much loss. So uh, my question is... <laughs> When are the people who are involved in horse racing uh, and uh, the owners of these horses, which by all accounts, I mean, they have millions of dollars wrapped up into these animals. When are they going to realize that this is a bad idea, that this is not something that we need to be doing? Now, the other question I have is, is the presence of these RFID chips and these uh, these these uh, RF devices that are sending out these signals 2400 a second, are these the only new thing that have been uh, injected into the system since the start of this season? Or have they started vaccinating these horses with mRNA vaccine technology in the same way that they're talking about doing it to cows and pigs and chickens? That would certainly be something to look into. Um, if uh, if you're a veterinarian, if you know anything about this, I would be very interested to talk to you. I'm, I, I find this subject fascinating because it's uh, it's just one of those like, you know, no brainer issues. I mean, it seems quite clear that we have a brand new problem that's just arisen. And the one thing that we can point to is the fact that these horses are now basically enveloped in radio frequencies. And I know that there are people out here in the audience who are also uh, sensitive to radio frequencies. I, my friend Susan Boosin, Susan, I don't, I don't know if you're here tonight, but she was on the program before, and we talked about this very subject as it relates to, uh, to individuals. Honey, I don't know if you can hear me, but if you could please turn the air conditioning just a little bit lower. It's getting really hot in here, and I don't know why. All right. What's up, Jay? Good to see you. Uh, thank you for hanging out with us all the way from Washington State. All right. So, oh, actually, before we talk about Jeffrey Epstein, I want to talk about another pedophile. Let me show you this guy's over here. Okay. So uh, I shared this a couple of days ago, and I got to bring it up because uh, Esther was saying that she hoped I would speak about it. And, and I, I talked to Chapman in the chat about it a little bit last night. So, we had that pride event in uh, Glendale, California, and the Armenian community came out in full force. They were not having it, and there was a physical brawl that broke out. So a couple of days ago, I saw this tweet from uh, Andy No uh, discussing one of the perpetrators, one of the G LGBTQIAP plus uh, two spirits that were uh, there at the event and was essentially starting all of this fighting in the in the physical confrontation. So his, he's a, he's a member of Southern California Antifa. His name is Eric James Boyd. Um, apparently, he has a prior arrest record which relates to felony child sex crimes. And also assault with a deadly weapon. Sounds like a great guy. So I said, I am Jack's total lack of surprise. It's a bad look when all the radical left-wing culture warriors 
fighting to keep grooming in the classroom are also kitty diddlers. This is the future they want for America's babies. If they don't kill you in the womb, they want to abuse you once you're outside of it. So the situation in Glendale continues. Apparently, police are uh, finding property damage, and they can attribute it to both uh, the Armenian uh, members of the community and then also to the LGBTQIA++ members of the community. Uh, apparently, they have been scratching messages into cars. Uh, this actually qualifies as a hate crime in California. So if uh, because Armenians are a religious or excuse me, they are an ethnic minority. And then, of course, LGBTQIA++ uh, two spirits. Those are uh, also a, a marginalized community. So <laughs> so they're committing hate crimes against each other. Essentially, um, it's kind of ridiculous. If you are somebody who is. Uh, protesting this stuff. Let me just say, you know, don't do or say anything that could be construed as a hate crime because, my God, they are going to use it against you. You can guarantee it. So I'm going to continue to uh, look into this, but you can see there is all kinds of damage that's being done to these cars. Um, the LGBT alphabet people, they're not happy with the uh, the Armenian members of this uh, of this area, uh, they think that they should be able to propagandize and groom their children, and uh, they're fighting for the right to uh, be able to molest them eventually. I mean, that's like the logical extension of where they want to go with this subject. It's not enough that they just come into your classroom, uh, show you books with pornography in them. Eventually, somebody's going to be taking their clothes off. Uh, there was just a video that I saw yesterday. I believe it was a an all-ages pride event that was taking place in, like, Portland or Washington or something. Might have been Portland State University. And, um, and it was billed as all-ages, so they wanted kids there. There were children in the audience. And this woman went on stage. I'm not certain she was a biological woman, but she had breasts. We'll say that. Anyways, she took her top off and she was parading around naked. Um, you know, that's obscene. I, I, if that was, uh, you know, anybody, I would think that they would be just completely aghast and they wouldn't want their children to be around something like that. But these leftoids, they think that there's something good about it, about grooming your kids. So, just keep your head on a swivel. Uh, if you are in an area where this stuff is happening, I encourage you to protest and uh, to use your First Amendment to make sure that uh, people understand just how awful it is. Uh, Cherokee Sky says, I'm truly sick of waking up feeling like we are being forced to live in an alphabet soup. Sick of this. Well, here's the thing. You know, my guest and I were talking last night about the swinging of the pendulum. It is swinging. You know, they have gone too far. And uh, they have exposed themselves for exactly who and what they are. And so the uh, God-fearing, patriotic American citizens, and even if you're not religious, uh, but, you know, you love your country and you want your kids to grow up safe. You know, those people, they are not okay with what the left is attempting to do to children. So whatever we are going through right now, it is temporary. Just keep that in mind. All right. Now, this is a story that kind of slipped through the cracks for me anyways. I didn't actually uh, find this until just this weekend as I was looking for things to cover tonight. Apparently, uh, the AP was able to gather some 4,000 new pages of documents related to Jeffrey Epstein's time in prison. Um, now, of course, 
uh, he, he is, uh, he, he, well, I mean, officially he's dead. Officially he's dead. And so a lot of the, uh, the records pertain specifically to that. But we're, we're looking at 4,000 pages of documents that are all related to the Bureau of Prisons, their investigation into the death. Uh, there's also uh, psychological reconstructions of the events that led to his supposed suicide. What I found to be most interesting is that uh, it appears that Jeffrey Epstein had attempted to write a letter to a high-profile pedophile, Larry Nasser. He was that sick bastard at Michigan State University who uh, molested all of those gymnastics kids. Uh, anyways... He wrote this letter to Larry Nasser. They put it out there, uh, sent it, and then apparently it got returned uh, after he had already been uh, declared dead and stuff. So it's unknown whether or not he and Larry Nasser had any ongoing contact. I think, you know, given the, the timing of this, it's unlikely. Um, but uh, from what they say, Jeffrey Epstein was having trouble adjusting to life in prison, as you would. Uh, but uh, but he also said that he wasn't suicidal. So as uh, as we've said many times, Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. I don't believe that at all. Whether or not he's alive, I think that that's open to interpretation. We can all, you know, uh, agree to disagree on whether or not he is. It's just one of those things. We're we're never going to know unless he pops up and uh, he's going to be testifying against somebody. But I just feel like that's unlikely. Mm. Okay, just one second. I just want to check something over here. All right. Um, the next story that I wanted to make sure we touched on is uh, the Donald Trump indictments. Now, I, I think it, we, we should go through a little bit of history on this before we start diving into uh, the 49-page document itself, which details the case against him as they've made it. Because, again, I don't think it's a very strong case. I think that President Trump is going to be fine. You know, uh, I have had people ask me, you know, what are we going to do? If President Trump ends up in prison, uh, what are we going to do if he, you know, is unable to be president? And I uh, I've said this before, but there is nothing in the law that would codify President Trump from being able to run for president or actually hold office if he is convicted of some crime, uh, no matter what it is. Um, there's just nothing there that says that. So let's say worst case scenario. They put President Trump in jail. They hold him or he is sentenced to some jail time. Uh, I think that that's only going to make America want to vote for him even more, because if he's elected as president, then he could just pardon himself and he would walk right out the door. I don't think it's going to get to that point. Uh, I think that, again, this case is uh, is is nowhere near as sound as they would like to have the American public believe. But I want to take you here to uh, this article from uh, the uh, um, VOA. Uh, This is Veterans. uh, Shoot, hold on. What is the name of this publication? I'm sorry. Um, Well, maybe it is the VOA. It's the. uh, Yeah, I could have sworn that it was uh, some other specific veterans of America. I can't remember. Anyways, anyways. So this all really started back. Uh, as soon as President Trump was leaving office, I think that the federal government, the holdovers, the deep state that was working against him while he was in office, uh, they were seeking the entire time some type of justification to put Trump away. And they knew that once he left office and once he didn't officially have the ability to write uh, pardons or you know to really make any policy decisions anymore, 
the easiest thing they could do would be to try to uh, jam him up with some crimes. Now, Alvin Bragg has already tried at the state level. Uh, I think, uh, you know, we're, we might have some more stuff coming out of Letitia James. Uh, there's that prosecutor down in uh, Georgia, which is you know another baseless case. And then here we have this uh, federal case coming out of Florida. Um, but if we look back through history, you know, there there is uh, uh, quite a few times that Leaders and federal employees have been found to have mishandled classified documents. Now, nine times out of 10, in those instances, those people are going to be prosecuted if they are under the Espionage Act. Uh, and the types of punishments that are handed out are not uniform. I mean, it, it can vary widely. Uh, I think that uh, the the judge really has the guidelines based upon, you know, whatever the crime actually is, whatever they claim the person did. Um, but in some of these instances, I mean, you had people who, uh, you know, were found to have illegally taken documents from places they weren't supposed to. They just ended up getting probation. Uh, you might remember David Petraeus, General David Petraeus, uh, under the Obama administration. Uh, he was having an affair with that woman, and he told her a whole bunch of classified stuff. He got two years probation. You know, he didn't go to jail. He didn't get any prison time. Uh, and he was actually in a military and intelligence capacity. So, You have to take that into account. I mean, this man could have significantly damaged uh, the national security of the United States of America. And he did that for a first to get laid, you know, for lack of a better term. I mean, that's exactly what it was. But it it, but uh, when we talk about President Trump, we are looking at a much different situation. And the closest we can come to his situation is by looking at past administrations and even Hillary Clinton. Um, now, let's talk about the Espionage Act. The Espionage Act is uh, is often uh, used in terms of people who are caught spying on the United States. You know, Brad and I did a show the other night about uh, American and Russian spies uh, trading information back and forth, Americans who had to defect or Americans who had turned uh, on their country, FBI, CIA, NSA, all across the board. <clears throat> So the Espionage Act was initiated after World War II, uh, excuse me, after World War I, uh, and it, it later ended up uh, kind of being codified in a number of different ways. They strengthened it, uh, but it basically prohibits the uh, obtaining of information, recording pictures, or copying descriptions of any information relating to the national defense with intent or reason to believe that the information may be used for the injury of the United States or to the advantage of any foreign nation. So, can you imagine President Trump having any such intent when it comes to uh, the information that he had? I tend to think not. I think that that's going to be very, very difficult for them to actually prove. Now, another person or another set of people that you might think of when thinking about the Espionage Act is um, the Rosenbergs. As far as I know, they're the only people who were uh, actually put to death as a result of uh, uh, breaking the Espionage Act and being convicted. Of course, they've uh, talked about charging Julian Assange and um, also Edward Snowden under the Espionage Act. But uh, so far, Julian Assange is still in the extradition process and and Edward Snowden will never come back to America. Now, there is another overriding element of President Trump's situation, and that's the fact that he was president of the United States of America. 
as president of the United States of America, uh, he has certain rights and responsibilities. The president has the ultimate authority over such things as classification. And we can take a look at the Federal Register right here. We've talked about this on the show before. This is an executive order under Barack Obama, uh, which discusses the, uh, the, the fact of classification. Standards of classification, uh, whether it's, you know, classified, top secret, secret, uh, just uh, sensitive, you know, it goes through a number of different things. But in defining them, uh, it goes down here to Section 1.3 under classification authority. The authority to classify information originally may be exercised only by, number one, the president and the vice president. Two, agency heads and officials designated by the president. And three, United States government officials delegated this authority pursuant to the paragraph C of this section. <clears throat> so let's let's go through this one more time. You've got level one, level two, and level three. Level one certainly would be President Donald J. Trump. So United States government officials delegated this authority pursuant to this section. Well, that would be under the Presidential Records Act, and that would be the uh, uh, NARA, uh, which I believe is the uh, National Association of uh, Records. Hold on. Where is that? Uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I can't remember the um, the actual. Where did it go? Hmm. The national, I'm I'm sorry, it doesn't matter. Anyways, it's NARA. So NARA is that federal agency that oversees uh, the keeping of those records. And uh, obviously anything that is related to the business of running the government falls underneath the Presidential Records Act. And uh, and what separates the official government records under the Presidential Records Act and the private records of the president is anything that's personal. So like private journals, uh, even the private notes and stuff, if President Trump is like, you know, just jotting something down, um, that would count as uh, as a private record of his. But the Presidential Records Act dictates the handling of all of these documents that President Trump had in his possession at Mar-a-Lago. The Espionage Act also dictates the handling of certain classified documents, uh, but in a very particular type of scenario. So when people remove documents or get hands on documents that they're not supposed to have, and they believe that by doing so, it could potentially damage the United States of America. um, It's a very different thing from presidential records that are supposed to go back to NARA so that they can be classified and then kept on record. And then they become a matter of public record. So people can see them. So, Uh, The uh, Presidential Records Act established what that public ownership of the presidential records was. It also defines the term presidential records. It requires the vice presidential records to be treated in the same way as presidential records. That comes into account when we're talking about Joe Biden and his classified document scandal. It also places the responsibility for the custody and management of incumbent presidential records with the president. Okay, so... The president has authority over his own records. It also requires the president and his staff take all practical steps to file personal records separately from presidential records. Let's be honest. In the course of a four-year presidential term, uh, it is there's only so much you can do to separate all of these various records 
when you're, you're constantly working and, and you're flying out places, you're making decisions, you're signing things, people are handing you folders, you've got uh, all these people who are advising you on various things. You know, I've said so many times before, the president has to be able to delegate a lot of this stuff off. He has to be able to trust that somebody else is going to be able to handle it. And so there is going to be something that's lost in the translation. That's that's what I'm saying. And uh, based upon the hectic nature of the job that they're doing, I think that it's an understood lesson that a place like uh, NARA would have. They would know that. The White House would actually know it. I think this is why it was taking President Trump so long uh, to kind of parse through all of these records uh, to make sure that he gave back what he was supposed to. Now, the uh, Presidential Records Act also allows the incumbent president, so while they're still president, to dispose of records that no longer have administrative, historical, informational, or evidentiary value once the views of the archivist of the United States on the proposed disposal have been obtained in writing. So if the president believes that this is not something that needs to be kept on record, you have to write to NARA, the, uh, the archivist will take a look and they'll give you their opinion on it. But... Uh, if there is something that the president has already declassified and it's out there in the public domain, does that mean that he needs to uh, specifically hand it over? I'm not so sure about that. Uh, it also establishes in law that the incumbent president and their records are held on courtesy storage by the archivist that they remain in the exclusive legal custody of the president. So once again. It establishes in law that any incumbent president uh, maintain these records themselves and that any request or order for access to such records must be made to the president, not to NARA. So they have to go through the president themselves. It also establishes that presidential records automatically transfer into the custody of the archivist as soon as the president leaves office. Now, here we have a, a bit of wiggle room. All right. Um the presidential records automatically transfer into the legal custody of the archivist as soon as the president leaves office. So there is no specific time frame that's given here. Obviously, as soon as makes it sound like you just do it as soon as you're on your way out the door. But in the case of President Trump, clearly there were questions about what records were supposed to go to the archivist and which of them would be considered personal and private. And the idea is that during that time President Trump had them, he was parsing through them to try to determine exactly what that was. And this is how the whole thing started, is that NARA was like, we want these records. I don't know that they knew exactly what the president had. They probably had some records related to classified briefings that may have been given to the president. Maybe they were fishing based upon those grounds. Um, but certainly they were demanding from President Trump that he give these records up and he just wasn't complying with it as quickly as they wanted him to. So <clears throat> continuing on here, NARA is the problem because NARA is what kicked off this entire witch hunt into President Trump's records. Now, I want to go back to that Presidential Records Act uh, because I believe that it has uh, ultimate authority over and above the Espionage Act. The information that President Trump had was never in danger of being leaked to the general public or in any way would it have led to a weakening of the national security defenses of the United States of America. 
President Trump had all of these records in a central location inside Mar-a-Lago. And although they are putting out pictures showing that his bathroom was stacked up with boxes or his ballroom was stacked up with boxes, President Trump's home is essentially a fortress. And uh, people that visit Mar-a-Lago are going to be strictly controlled in where they can go and uh, in in what movements they can make. So it's not like a person off the street, like a Chinese spy, could simply walk into Mar-a-Lago, gain access to this information, and then, oh, I don't know, give up all of the CIA assets inside the Chinese Communist Party in China. I bring that up for a very specific reason. The other thing about this is that based upon the Presidential Records Act and uh, case precedent that has been set in the past, this is what President Trump is making the argument for the court and, of course, to the American public as to why he had not handed over all of these documents. Now, this goes back to a case that had to do with Judicial Watch and former President Bill Clinton. Um President Clinton had a bunch of audio taped interviews that he had done with a journalist. He kept those tapes and then he put them in his sock drawer, ostensibly, basically had them in his closet in his personal personal records. Judicial Watch was arguing that these records were, in fact, public record and that they should be at the National Archives and uh, and that they should have access to them. Well, uh, Bill Clinton fought that. He went to court. And uh, in a 2012 opinion, the judge that was overseeing this Judicial Watch lawsuit ended up ruling that even if the tapes should have been designated to be presidential records, that she could not order the National Archives to actually recategorize them because the Presidential Records Act does not confer any mandatory or even discretional authority on the archivist. Under the statute, this responsibility is left solely to the president. So once again, the president has the authority to determine what records should be public record and what records should be private records. Uh, And President Trump wasn't saying that all of those records were necessarily private and, you know, were meant to be his forever. He just hadn't said yet that they were all presidential records and needed to go to NARA. So. Very important point to note that this has already been decided in a past case. I'm certain that that defense is going to come up in President Trump's trial when he actually gets to that point. And other people have seen this. Other people uh, are talking about this as well. Apparently, Jack Smith had uh, Tom Fitton from Judicial Watch come in and testify. He deposed him. And uh, Tom Fitton talked about this very thing, saying that even if President Trump had records that should have uh, at one point been with NARA, geez, oh, Pete's, then it doesn't matter because he's the president or he was the president and he had the ultimate authority over the classification of this stuff. And if he didn't want to give it to NARA, he didn't have to give it to NARA. So uh, I think that this is a firm defense. And uh, and again, I think that the Presidential Records Act and the power that it gives to the president supersedes any such rulemaking that is contained inside the Espionage Act. Now, when it comes to other individuals who have uh, engaged in uh, behavior like this in the past, 
Nara actually made a comment about this. And apparently every single president since Ronald Reagan has mishandled classified documents. And, of course, since the law was signed into law in 1978, Ronald Reagan uh, would have been one of the first presidents to comply with this. Jimmy Carter, when he was walking out the door, he didn't do much anyways. So I don't know that there was all that many records for him to uh, to hand over. Or maybe he was so concerned about making sure he didn't screw up that he just gave them everything and capitulated. Now, that means that Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, uh, looks like Joe Biden, uh, Barack Obama, every single one of them, George H.W. Bush even, every single one of them have mishandled these classified documents. How many times in the past have they sicked the FBI and the Department of Justice on that former president to go after them and get these documents? Well, you know the answer to that question only once, and it's only President Trump. So, um, Joe Biden, considering the fact that shortly after it was announced that Mar-a-Lago was raided, Joe Biden said that Donald Trump was careless and that he should basically uh, pay the price for it. And then it was forced out there into the public that Joe Biden also was mishandling classified documents. President Trump had about two years where these documents were in question. Joe Biden was mishandling classified documents going back to his days in the Senate since before he was even even in the White House. So we're talking about decades, four decades worth of bad record keeping. Uh, And uh, when you go back to the time that he was in the Senate, uh, he never had any such authority to declassify any of this stuff. And uh, even as vice president, He was supposed to hand over these records to NARA in the same way that Barack Obama was supposed to. But again, they weren't worried about it at that time. Now, uh, this information about how often this happens came out in a meeting in March in Congress where the National Archives and their representatives came in to testify. And they said that every single administration has in some way fumbled the federal procedure when dealing with these public and private records. That ought to tell you something as well, that this is something that happens often. This is not an isolated case, no matter what the DOJ, no matter what the FBI wants to say. Uh, And I have seen so many leftoids gloating out there on social media, uh, acting like we're crying and we're all worried. And, oh, of course, we finally got Trump. He's going down. But the truth is that you're not going to win. You're not going to get what you want. Uh, we may not like the fact that we see our government being turned on we the people, um, but uh, but I am not going to give you the satisfaction. I'm not crying about anything. I think that everything is going to be fine at the end of the day. And I think that the more you lean into the idea of President Trump needing to be prosecuted for something as minor as this, it opens up a door. I've talked about this on so many occasions. This sets an incredible precedent. It shows that truly no one is immune from the application of justice, <clears throat> no matter who you are and whether or not you're Hillary Clinton or Bill Clinton uh, or a senator or a congressman. If you have engaged in activity that's illegal uh, and in the instance of Joe Biden, it was just discovered that he was trading millions of dollars for political favors, both here and in Ukraine abroad. Those types of people, I believe, need to be prosecuted. And I think that the indictment of Donald Trump 
opens that door. We still have a special prosecutor looking into Joe Biden's mishandling of classified documents. Uh, there are still other criminal investigations going on into Joe, Hunter, uh, Frank, all of the Biden crime family. And now, since Donald Trump has been indicted, <clears throat> everything is on the table. Those people are not safe in any sense of the word. So um, now that we know that, I think that it makes the entire scenario just all that much more interesting, especially if you believe that there's a possibility President Trump could have forced this scenario to happen in the first place. Um, when we're going through the the actual indictment here in a moment, you'll see what I mean. I mean, it's either like, you know, President Trump is just really careless uh, and he just assumed that nothing bad would ever happen to him uh, or he wanted this to happen. I cannot believe that he would think that they would never try to come after him again when that's all they did throughout the entirety of his time in office. You guys, we've got to take a break for the second half of the show. We'll be right back after this. Now, before you go trying anti-aging serums or wrinkle creams, you should probably check to see if you're getting enough collagen first, because adding collagen to your diet can highlight skin elasticity, health, and create a youthful glow in your skin like nothing else you'd ever believe. And that's why I highly recommend taking collagen for better health. This amazing powder is specially formulated to enhance skin's elasticity, hydration, and make it easy to boost your collagen levels to support healthier skin. You can try it today for 53 percent off plus get several free bonuses order now by going to healthwithredpill.com or just click the link in the description box below and when you support my sponsors you support this channel okay all right now i also want to remind you in light of the fact that they are charging president trump under the espionage act in light of the fact that president trump really should have these documents considered under the Presidential Records Act. And in light of that uh, executive order that I showed you at the beginning, it is a ridiculous idea to think that President Trump could be charged in the way that they have. And that's certainly going to come out in uh, in, in all its uh, due order. Now, <clears throat> take a look. Here are some other public officials who have also uh, mishandled classified information. Hillary Clinton, of course, is one of the biggest offenders. Joe Biden, also a huge offender. Uh, of course, you have uh, the uh, recordings of uh, Richard Nixon. Um, and there are many other instances of people who have been accused of mishandling this stuff. But again, um, at the end of the day, nobody has been charged. Nobody has even had a sideways glance. I want to take you back. First, well, first of all, imagine, if you will, all of the reporting, the gloating by the left, the gloating by the mainstream media, the gloating by the political elites in Washington, D.C., and the gloating of Hillary Clinton, who has just released some brand new but her emails merchandise. Um, let me see. I'll see if I can pull that up um, because she is just such a piece of shit. Hillary Clinton. Here she is. Here she is. Take a look. Here here she is selling but her emails hat, bringing this back in light of recent news. Got a limited edition but her emails hat and support onward together. Um, if anybody wants to steal one of these or um, <laughs> wants to buy it used for me, uh, I would actually really like one of these hats. But there's no way that I'm going to financially support Hillary Clinton or onward. 
Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting modes, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Fighterflare.com. A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com now. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Together. Think about all of the reporting that's come out about this. It, this is exactly what they've been waiting for. It's like, yes, we finally get Trump. We're finally going to put him away. We're going to stop him from running for president. That's all this is. It's a political hatchet job. And it's not just the right that sees it. There are plenty of uh, lefties on Twitter and Facebook and all the other social medias who are just willfully ignorant. They refuse to see it. If Donald Trump had gone after Hillary Clinton for her classified special access program, uh, skip document, email server that was unencrypted in her bathroom in Chappaqua, New York, then they would have said that he was trying to destroy her because she was going to beat him in the next election. Obviously, that's a pipe dream. Take a look back at this coverage here from uh, from NPR. 
officials scrutinized over classified information, but rarely found criminal. That is so true. You know, at the time of Hillary Clinton's email investigation, uh, the press was constantly talking about the fact that she was essentially untouchable, uh, that despite this ongoing FBI inquiry and investigation into Hillary Clinton's private email server, uh, despite all of that, Hillary was going to be fine at the end of the day. Um, ideally, the FBI and the DOJ would have pressed charges against Hillary Clinton. But if you'll remember, James Comey, uh, made the uh, incredible, incredible statement that no rational prosecutor would ever bring charges against Hillary Clinton. So tell me, James Comey, what is different about Donald Trump besides his politics? Um, what is different about what Donald Trump did? Are we to believe that Donald Trump's, for two years, boxes of documents that are arguably may be classified or not, Are we to believe that those documents sitting in Mar-a-Lago, which is a secure location, that those documents posed a greater threat to the nation than Hillary Clinton's special access program intelligence unencrypted on her personal private bathroom server? We also know that as a result of Hillary Clinton's private use of email servers during her time in uh, the State Department and then, of course, afterwards – Uh, that there were definitely security lapses that happened here in America. At the beginning of the show, I mentioned the murder of CIA Chinese assets in uh, in China. Well, it's often been uh, speculated that Hillary Clinton's private email server was what was responsible for that. We can tell you with certainty that China and a number of other uh, um, enemies of the United States actually gained access to her email server because they knew about ClintonEmail.com. So in court papers, uh, looking at Hillary Clinton's investigation, James Comey said that nobody would ever bring charges. Now, David Petraeus, as I mentioned, obviously, you know, he was a different case. He was, wasn't he the head of the, the CIA? He was giving information to a woman who was his mistress. I think she might have been writing a book about about her, about him. And then he lied to the FBI about it. He only got probation. They're talking about putting President Trump in prison for nearly 300 years. Um, we also had uh, Sandy Berger. He was national security advisor to President Clinton. He took classified documents intentionally from the National Archives. He stuffed those papers inside of his pants, and then he eventually went out and destroyed them. Uh, Berger also only got probation, and he was only charged with a misdemeanor. Uh, And then we've got a number of other high-level people who never even faced criminal prosecution in any way. And the reason for that is because, of course, they were assets of the state. They were not political enemies of the state. Uh, there is uh, a, a person by the name of Steve Aftergood. Uh, he's with the Federation of American Scientists. He's talking about the secrecy process here in America. There's a hierarchy. The Secretary of State, for example, has been personally delegated presidential authority to decide what is classified and what can be declassified. Someone who's two or three tiers below her in the bureaucracy does not have that same authority. So given that Hillary Clinton is being argued as having the same authority as a president when it comes to declassification of documents, Uh, doesn't it stand to reason that President Trump would have had greater authority 
since he was the one who delegated to his secretary of state? Uh, yeah, I tend to think that there is. And President Trump, again, is for some reason being treated like he is a completely different scenario. But the only thing that's different is that he is a political enemy to the current regime. We are living in a time where third world policies are ruling the United States of America. So much for freedom, so much for liberty, so much for a constitutional republic. This is all about shutting down the political opposition. And again, I think that that's a good thing that we are seeing that exposed at the level that we are. Uh, let me jump over here to the foxhole. Thank you so much for the uh, generous donations tonight, guys. Um, yes, Blank Yoda says, we will push the pendulum the fuck back. Sean Joe, thank you for that cookie. Oki7, thank you for the shades. Black Yoda says, as hot as it is, I'm still rocking the black MAGA hat. I love it. Uh, and then also, what about Canadian fires being the new COVID? Climate change. Yeah, not climate change. It's so funny to see them trying to pass that one off. Gary Flesner says, I am watching the World 100, one of the biggest dirt races of the year. I'm not familiar with it. Is that is this in regards to horses or is that cars? Um, Boneless Chicken, thank you for the can. Filter Dog One says, President Trump is the second most protected man on the planet. Pooty Poot is number one. Uh, Insight Gino dropped some shades. Liberty Bells dropped a cookie. And then Black Yoda said, shameless plug. I'm going live with due diligence. Okay, no problem. Tell uh, Tell Floyd I said, what up? And I hope you guys have a great show. All right. So very interesting to think about the history of uh, charging and uh, and investigations as they have existed in the past, especially when we take a look at the statements that were made by special counsel Jack Smith in the wake of President Trump being charged under the Espionage Act. Let's go ahead and uh, actually take a look at the clip of Jack Smith discussing this indictment. Uh, Best Naughty Ever says, finally watching you live. Thanks, Zach. Thank you so much for being here, Naughty. I appreciate it. Let's go to this in a new window here. Good afternoon. Today, an indictment was unsealed, charging Donald J. Trump with felony violations of our national security laws, as well as participating in a conspiracy to obstruct justice. This indictment was voted by a grand jury of citizens in the Southern District of Florida. And I invite everyone to read it in full, to understand the scope and the gravity of the crimes charged. The men and women of the United States intelligence community and our armed forces dedicate their lives to protecting our nation and its people. Our laws that protect national defense information are critical the safety and security of the United States, and they must be enforced. Violations of those laws put our country at risk. Adherence to the rule of law is a bedrock principle of the Department of Justice, and our nation's commitment to the rule of law sets an example for the world. We have one set of laws in this country, and they apply to everyone. Applying those laws collecting facts, that's what determines the outcome of an investigation. Nothing more and nothing less. The prosecutors in my office are among the most talented 
and experienced in the Department of Justice. They have investigated this case hewing to the highest ethical standards, and they will continue to do so as this case proceeds. It's very important for me to note that the defendants in this case must be presumed innocent until proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt in a court of law. To that end, my office will seek a speedy trial in this matter, consistent with the public interest and the rights of the accused. We very much look forward to presenting our case to a jury of citizens in the Southern District of Florida. In conclusion, I would like to thank the dedicated public servants of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, with whom my office is conducting this investigation and who work tirelessly every day upholding the rule of law in our country. I'm deeply proud to stand shoulder to shoulder with them. Thank you very much. The same FBI that covered for Hillary Clinton's email investigation. Now, let's talk a little bit about obstruction of justice. They claim in the indictment that President Trump actively tried to stand in the way of the investigation into these. Can you guys hear me? Okay, yes, good. Okay. Um, Oh, thank you, Gemini. I appreciate that. Uh, I actually am a little bit pale right now because it's been kind of rainy. We haven't been able to go outside. Um, But, oh, shoot, what was my point? Uh, I was saying that um, the FBI covered for Hillary. Um, Oh, gosh, I can't believe I just lost that train of thought. Well, um, anyways, oh, obstruction of justice. Uh, The same FBI that covered for Hillary, uh, remember, they did nothing when Hillary Clinton and her people actually uh, destroyed evidence that had been subpoenaed by Congress. There was an active and ongoing investigation. Uh, The congressional oversight committees and the FBI and the DOJ were all supposed to be looking into this. And Hillary Clinton instructed her people to obstruct justice. But, of course, No reasonable prosecutor would do anything about that because it's Hillary Clinton. Now, on top of that, um, I have made mention of the fact that Hillary Clinton's uh, actions were far more damaging to national security Uh, by nature of the fact that she was using this private email server. It implicated a whole host of other people in crimes that were such as uh, uh, transmitting classified information in a way that was outside of the uh, the normal boundaries, which was logically at its conclusion a violation of the Espionage Act. Now, as a result of the investigation into Hillary Clinton, she, of course, was uh, was never cited. There was no criminal um, uh, indictments that were against her. However, there were dozens of people who were actually cited in this email probe because they had been sending these classified documents to her private Clinton email dot com address. Original Clagg says the time we used to the time we used to live in was bizarro world, but the times need a new title to present accurately. That is projecto world. We are projecting the future we want to see out there into the world. So let's take a look at this. Uh, 38 people were found to be culpable in 91 cases of sending classified information that ended up in Clinton's private email. Uh, We learned this uh, several years ago uh, after a letter was sent to Chuck Grassley. Uh, The 38 
individuals are current and former State Department officials, but they weren't even identified. Remember, with Hillary Clinton, we're talking about 33,000 emails at minimum that were used on her private email server. They became public, but it is highly likely that there are tens of thousands of additional emails. There were 588 violations involving information that at the time was classified or later had been classified. Uh, But they couldn't assign fault in 497 of those cases. It's so interesting the way that justice is applied here in the United States of America. Um, For the people who are still working at the State Department, or they were at the time this article was written, uh, their culpability will result in nothing more than a note in their file, even though technically they were also breaking the Espionage Act. Um, it's uh, it's it's just ridiculous. You had uh, 22 emails that were on her server that were top secret. Uh, the reason they didn't go after her is because she was running for president, of course. Uh, James Comey held that press conference. He said that Clinton was extremely careless, but he couldn't assign any negative intent to the actions that she took. Uh, I am still of the opinion that they are not going to be able to assign any negative intent to President Trump in this scenario either. And the law is on her side. Release the Kraken says the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. T-Pain, you are absolutely right. So um, in addition, the obstruction, the idea of obstruction. Don't you guys think that Hillary Clinton instructing her private email team to delete emails would count as obstruction of justice. I mean, those documents had been subpoenaed and they were supposed to be viewed by the investigators. Even more than that, Hillary Clinton had those people actually smash their blackberries with hammers. Uh, there was many different instances of obstruction in the Hillary, Cl- Hillary Clinton case. Uh, but of course, once more, no reasonable prosecutor would go after that. TZ Burton says, I would like to wish Debbie a happy birthday. She is an awesome mod. Yes, Debbie is an awesome mod, and I really appreciate you supporting the show and wishing her a happy birthday. Uh, Karen Allen, 43, thank you for that cookie. Filter Dog One says, Agent Smith was not ready to bring this forward, but had to cover for FJB's $500 million bribe. Yes, yes, I said this the other day. It's no coincidence that the that the 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 ten the $10 million was it five hundred million? I know about ten million. If there is another four hundred and ninety million, holy geez. Uh yes, anyways, the information about that bribe came out, and uh Jack Smith, I believe, uh was forced to bring this indictment forward, actually bring uh charges publicly against Donald Trump, uh, so that it would cover for any possible negative reporting that could happen about Joe Biden and the Biden crime family's um crimes. So Donald Trump has openly said that the uh, Presidential Records Act is what governs his handling of these materials. And the National Archives are what kicked it all off. And they have actually made a comment about the process. They said recent media reports have generated a large number of queries about presidential records and the PRA. The PRA requires that all records created by presidents and vice presidents be turned over to the National Archives and Records Administration. That's what NARA is uh, at the end of their administrations. So, again, there is no specific timeline that they give 
in the uh, actual law itself. Uh, these uh, personal records, as I stated earlier, would include diaries, journals, or other personal notes that serve as the functional equivalent of a journal or a diary. Now, there is no history, practice, or provision in law for presidents to take official records with them when they leave office to sort through, such as for a two-year period, as described in some reports. And uh, that is what they are saying the problem is, that President Trump took too long. Now, what's really interesting about this is that the same National Archive official who notified the DOJ that President Trump had not given these documents back yet also declined to do the same thing over Hillary Clinton's emails. Uh, That official is David Ferrero. He served as the director of the National Archives from November 2009 until he retired just this past April. And he said in a February letter to House Oversight Committee leadership that his staff had started communicating with the Justice Department earlier this year. Uh, So once again, we have an unequal application of justice under the same laws. President Clinton, excuse me, Secretary Clinton, uh, Hillary Clinton, the candidate, they could have called the DOJ on her as well, but they declined to do so. Why? Once again, because she is Hillary Clinton. So let's start talking a little bit more about these uh, these uh, actual charges. Honey, I need you to come get Muffin. She is whining underneath uh, the uh, under the desk. Uh, Michelle Ann says, great show as always. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Uncensored Abe, good to see you, buddy. Thank you for the can. And then Thong Chaser, <laughs> dropping a cookie. I really do appreciate you. All right. So um, with uh, the information coming out, dripping out about these supposed crimes that President Trump has committed, um, people are coming forward. People are starting to talk. Uh, CNN, uh, actually, before this information dropped about these charges being revealed, uh, they actually spoke with a former White House official. Uh, somebody who was working not only in the Trump administration, but also the Obama administration. They were a advisor specifically working on the declassification of documents. And all they could offer in regards to their testimony to CNN, and they wanted to remain anonymous because this is a, a touchy subject. Uh, they only had evidence and instances of President Trump doing everything by the book. Um they said that Trump knew the process for properly declassifying documents. They didn't go so far as to say that every single time the uh, process was followed properly. But, you know, again, they're the president. They have some leeway. Um, this The individual was also interviewed by the Justice Department. And uh, for Trump's investigation and for Biden's investigation, because, again, they worked in both administrations. Uh, And this individual reports that the tone of each probe was very different. Obviously, they really wanted to go after Trump. They wanted to find as much dirt as they possibly could, but they didn't want to do that for Joe Biden. It's like they were just going through the motions. Um, Essentially. They said that the intensity of the investigations were not on par with each other. Donald Trump's investigation was far more intense. Uh, the official also recalled how Trump and his aides would ensure that certain documents, such as a 2018 memo pertaining to the Russia probe, were properly declassified. Uh, I, if I remember correctly, there were uh, a whole bunch of records related to those investigations, and the FBI and the DOJ were trying to tell the American people that those documents were classified. Um, 
And uh, so essentially a, a, a witness inside both of these White Houses uh, had good things to say about President Trump. Now, uh, does it surprise anyone that the investigations would not be meted out in uh, the the same um, quality or intensity? I think not. Um, we also had a uh, an FBI agent who uh, came forward after the Mar-a-Lago raid uh, to say that they were really concerned about the the uh, the the raiding of a, a former president's personal residence. It's interesting that um, Jack Smith. Uh, made the comment uh, about, you know, how everything had to be done by the book. I've got a couple of instances for you here where things are not being done by the book. Uh, certainly this FBI agent, uh, former FBI official, uh, testified at uh, the House Judiciary Committee earlier this week regarding the rating of President Trump's um, residence last year. Uh, this was uh, Stephen Dontano. He said that he expressed strong concerns with how the FBI executed that Mar-a-Lago raid. He was the former assistant director of the FBI's field office in Washington, D.C. Uh, he said that he had strong concerns. They, He believed that the pursuit of the raid was unusual. Uh, the handling of this case was highly unusual. He had over two decades of experience with the FBI, and uh, he noted that the FBI was going to be left holding the bag again with respect to the search of President Trump's residence. Uh, what were those abnormalities? Well, <clears throat> the FBI allegedly assigned the execution of the search warrant to the Washington field office and not the Miami field office, probably because they knew that the Miami field office maybe had a connection to President Trump because they're down here. Um, also, um, <clears throat> the uh, search warrant, uh, they did not wait for Trump's attorney before beginning the search. That's definitely something that they would have afforded anybody else the luxury of. <clears throat> fun, fun, fun says, go, Zach, go. We love you. I love you, too, brother. Thank you very much. Uh, another concern was that the Justice Department did not assign a U.S. attorney to oversee the matter. Um, Jim Jordan requested FBI documents on the Trump deadline, excuse me, on the Trump raid and gave a deadline. Uh, he asked for everything by June 16th. So it remains to be seen whether or not the FBI is going to hand that stuff over. Now, <clears throat> pretty interesting that they didn't want to send this uh, this warrant down to Miami for the field office to handle down there. They wanted the hardcore cases of uh, Trump derangement syndrome people in Washington, D.C. to handle it. <clears throat> well, uh, the case is going to have to be handled down there in the Southern District of Florida. So the one another good thing that's uh, come out of this. Uh, well, it remains to be seen, but I think that this bodes well for President Trump is that his appointee, Eileen Cannon, has been assigned to oversee this case. <clears throat> so at the very least, even though she might not just hand President Trump a victory, uh, I think that she will ensure that the case is handled in the fairest way possible. Now, that is especially important when we discuss the information that is found inside this indictment, because if it turns out that anything wasn't done by the book in the way that Jack Smith said that it was, uh, then the case is going to fall apart. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, um, one very important uh, element of this crime here or the crimes that they allege in the document itself is that supposedly President Trump had this uh, this classified document. There's a tape 
an audio tape where he is discussing this, um, but there is actually no document for them to point to and say it was this document. All they know is that on this tape, President Trump is talking about this document. And uh, I mean, it's very possible that uh, there may not have been a classified document. Certainly, there's no way to prove that there was actually a classified document. It's just President Trump talking on a tape. So without that smoking gun piece of evidence, they have no case to say that President Trump was showing off classified intel and putting American national security at risk. Let's go ahead and uh, pull up this uh, 49-page indictment, and we'll take a look at some of these specific instances and what they're actually charging him with. I believe it's 37 counts, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, thank you to Russ Reed, who says, Zach, please tell everyone to stay off my new site, makebeefgreatagain.us. Thanks. Yeah, you should definitely check out makebeefgreatagain.us. Uh, and then EO2Dave says, with the awakening of the people of the world, the propaganda has been ignored. The truth will prevail. I agree with you, Dave. America is waking up in ways that it never had before. You know, the the truth of just how corrupt this administration is, the lengths that they'll go to to destroy their political enemies, the fact that they cannot beat Trump at the ballot box. The only thing they can do is destroy him politically and put him in prison. That's the only way that they think that they can beat him. And I think that the leftoids out there on social media, they think the same thing as well. That's why they are jumping for joy. But the thing is, once more, There is nothing that says President Trump can't be president, even if he's been convicted of a crime. And I I don't think that any Republican, any self-respecting Republican who sees what's happening here is going to be willing to vote for anybody else come November 2024. I am more resigned than ever just to support President Trump until my last dying breath. Um, Salty Zero says, I tried to super chat you a cough drop, Zach, but Big Pharma didn't like that. And then Fun 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 says, I wish I could give you $500. You deserve it. Wow. I I really appreciate that. Thank you very much, guys. You know, I got to stand up because it's actually uh, getting pretty warm in my chair. Hold on. Stretch these legs out. Thank you very much for the support, guys. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, okay. All right. Now that that's out of the way, let's get into this indictment. Uh, Trisha says, I still, I can't get Rumble to stop buffering. I've tried refreshing. I'll watch the replay. Much love, everyone. Good night. Good night. Uh, Thank you for being here, Patricia. Um, Okay. So, Dusker Who, let me rephrase that. Any... America firsters, any Trump supporters, uh, anybody who is not going to be voting for Joe Biden or anybody on the Democrat side of the ticket. That's who I'm talking about. I'm talking about patriots at the end of the day. And I know people always mention, you know, the the the, the, the left right thing. It's just easier when talking about it to discuss it in the binary form such as that. But really, at the end of the day, we're talking about people that love this nation People who are self-respecting, people who uh, believe in God, have faith in the power and uh, the enduring love of humanity, and the fact that we can overcome these evil, satanic sons of bitches. Those are the people that I'm talking about. None of them, this is a group I consider myself to be among, are going to be willing to vote for anybody other than Donald John Trump when it comes down to it. 
Um, Jay says, I'm going to send you an email about cymatic DNA treatment. Okay, okay, sounds good. All right, so continuing on here, um, right here, they say the defendant, Donald Trump, was the 45th president of the United States of America. They have to throw that in because they wanted to jab in as bad as they possibly can. He held office from January 20th, 2017 until January 20th, 2021. As president, Trump had lawful access to the most sensitive classified documents and national defense information gathered and owned by the United States government, including information from the agencies that comprise the United States intelligence community and the United States Department of Defense. They say that over the course of his presidency, He gathered all these records, newspapers, press clippings, letters, notes, cards, photographs, official documents, and other materials. He put them in cardboard boxes, and he kept them at the White House. Also among those boxes were classified documents. These documents that Trump stored in the boxes included information regarding defense and weapons capabilities of both the United States and foreign countries, United States nuclear programs, potential vulnerabilities of the United States and its allies to military attack, and plans for possible retaliation in response to a foreign attack. The unauthorized disclosure of these classified documents could put at risk the national security of the United States, foreign relations, the safety of the U.S. military, and humans sourced and contained and continued viability of sensitive intelligence collection methods. There is no evidence to suggest that any of these things happen, um, and we haven't seen any evidence to suggest that any of this stuff was actually in there. Bordertown Mom says, can you please share the link I posted on your Twitter so my coach will be will win being featured in Muscle and Fitness Magazine? Help us win. Thank you, Zach. Okay. All right. Let me, let me see if I can find it here. Mm. Oh, thank you very much, Eve, for sharing that. Um... Let me see. Muscle and fitness. What? What's? I, I've got a. I've got a lot of. Um, I've got a lot. Oh, here it is. Here it is. My personal coach. So, Chrissy, I see your post, but I don't see a link. Let me. I'm going to your Twitter profile. Okay, I don't see any link that you've shared. So, do me a favor. And Chrissy, share that right now, and I'll make sure that uh, we pull it up. I'll make sure we pull it up. <laughs> Who signed off on the chain of custody of boxes? I, I don't even know that that had to happen, you know? The thing is, President Trump, as president, had ultimate authority over all of these documents. And if he waved his hands over a, a big cache of documents and said, these documents are now declassified, I have the right to take them, then he could have done that. Any president would have been able to do that. So they're saying that at the moment he ceased being president and the moment he took these boxes out of the White House, that essentially uh, it put them at risk because he would took them to Mar-a-Lago. And of course, there were guests. It's a social club. People went there. They claim that he showed classified documents to other people, such as in July of 2021 at uh, his uh, club in Bedminster. This is that supposed smoking gun piece of evidence where there is an audio recorded conversation where he meets with this writer, a publisher, and then two members of his staff, uh, and none of them had security clearance. And President Trump apparently showed and described a plan of attack that President Trump said was prepared for him by the Department of Defense and a senior military official. They say that 
President Trump told these people about the plan. He said it was highly confidential and secret. And then he also said, as president, I could have declassified it. And now I can't, you know, but this is still a secret. This just seems so obviously careless to me. And I can't believe that President Trump would just go around talking like this, uh, especially knowing how likely it is if he's going to be on tape how likely it is that the DOJ and the FBI are going to be looking into every single thing that he did. Uh, Border Town Mom, thank you very much. Okay. Um, please, you guys, go to this link that I'm sharing right now and help Chrissy's friend win Muscle and Fitness Magazine. Hold on. I'll get it pulled up here real quick on screen. Give me a little break for a moment. Ray Gully. Wild card, warrior vote. Okay, let me go ahead and... Okay, so looks like uh, you donate. And then, oh, Homes for Wounded Warriors. Oh, this is a, this is a worthwhile cause. Yeah, I'm not going to pull my, um, my, uh, my card out on screen, but uh, I will go ahead and vote after this. So thank you very much. Thank you very much, Chrissy. I appreciate it. And tell your buddy good luck. Uh, I hope that he wins. All right, going back to the indictment. It just seems so careless to me. And this goes back to the point that I made at the beginning of the show. Either President Trump is just so clueless to not realize how much danger he's putting himself in, or he knew exactly what this was going to kick off, and he wanted this to happen. I think that that is the more likely scenario of the two. Uh, And then they say in August or September of 2021, also at Bedminster, President Trump showed a representative of his political action committee, somebody who also didn't have a security clearance, a classified map related to a military operation and told the representative that he should not be showing it to the representative and that the representative should not get too close. So if they are not too close and they didn't really see the map, are, are they really looking at classified information? I mean, uh, you know, based upon the timing of this, it sounds like likely that was uh, uh, something having to do with Ukraine or Russia or something like that. Um, and then in March of 2022, that's when the FBI opened up their initial criminal investigation into his unlawful retention of classified documents. That was after the DOJ was contacted by NARA. Uh, They put together a federal grand jury in April. Uh, They subpoenaed President Trump. They asked him to turn over all those documents. He went ahead and did that, he said. Uh, And then they claimed that he endeavored to obstruct the FBI in grand jury investigations so that he could conceal his continued retention of classified documents. Uh, So then it comes down to the idea, the question of why would President Trump hold on to documents that the government wanted to get back so badly It makes a lot more sense that these would be documents that he had already declassified that were specifically related to the crimes of past administrations. Uh, Joe Biden, the Obama administration, Hillary Clinton. These are certainly records that the government, uh, the current uh, political leaders of this country would go to great lengths to get back into their cause. Now, here is where we get to Walt Nauta. Walt was a employee of President Trump's in the White House, and then he transitioned into uh, private employment once President Trump left the White House. Um, and of course, they're going to be charging Walt with felonies and actually also breaking the Espionage Act so that they can use that against him to get him to testify against President Trump. Now, 
from what President Trump says, Walt is an American patriot and a hero. Uh, and uh, he thinks it's terrible about what they're doing to him. I, I, I don't doubt it. I think that the, the FBI uh, is as corrupt as they could possibly be. This is a, a sad, dark day in American history. As I have gone to great lengths to show you tonight, many other officials in American history have had kerfuffles with the federal government about their handling of classified documents. Never at any time have they ever criminally prosecuted any of those individuals, and certainly never have they gone after a president or a former president of the United States of America. But now they can, because they've done it to Trump. They have opened up their own Pandora's box. And I have said that, I said this after they charged him in Alvin Bragg's Manhattan District Court. I said, please, prosecutors that love America all across this nation, look into the crimes of Joe Biden in your cities. See what you can charge him with in district court, in state court. And uh, and let's let's play dirty. Let's play in the exact same way that these people have with President Trump. So they claim that uh, in regards to the retention of these documents, one year after President Trump left office, and this is after the demands had been made by the National Archives that President Trump return um, so many of these boxes, 15 boxes. That's what he had given them so far, 197 documents with classification markings. <laughs> They responded to the grand jury with the subpoena, demanding that he produce all the rest of them. He uh, provided the FBI 38 more documents. And then on August 8th, uh, pursuant to the warrant that they served at Mar-a-Lago, they found uh, another additional cache of documents in a storage room with 102 more classified markings. Now, what did Nauta do? He is being called President Trump's co-conspirator. As I said, he was a member of the U.S. Navy. He was a valet to President Trump in the White House. And then he came to work as the executive assistant, uh, as President Trump's personal aide and bodyguard. Uh, he worked closely with Trump. He traveled with him. Uh, and uh, at the behest of President Trump, he apparently moved some of these records. Now, if you don't have a security clearance, you're not allowed to handle documents. I don't care if somebody tells you that you're supposed to. Uh, if it was the direct order of your boss, you're, you're not supposed to be around them. So it stands to reason that President Trump, believing that these records were being held under the Presidential Records Act, he had already declassified them, and it was A-OK for Walt Nauta to go ahead and move them. So between January of 2021 and August of 2022, uh, President Trump hosted about 150 social events, weddings, movie premieres, fundraisers. Uh, there are people that you might follow online who were posting images of themselves at Mar-a-Lago. Would have been during this time right here. I never saw anybody posting pictures of uh, boxes and boxes of documents. But the Secret Service was providing protection for President Trump and his family at Mar-a-Lago, um, but they were not responsible for the protection of President Trump's boxes or any of the contents of those boxes. They claim that President Trump did not inform the Secret Service that he was storing boxes containing classified documents at Mar-a-Lago, probably because he didn't believe that they were actually classified. <clears throat> now, when it comes to the classified information, they go through and uh, define some of them uh, in, in terms of 
uh, executive orders. Um, we have Executive Order 12958, Executive Order 13292, Executive Order uh, 13526. Uh, and this is all related to how to classify these documents. We've got top secret, secret, and then confidential. Uh, top secret <clears throat> um, is, uh, is as high as it goes. Uh, the unlawful disclosure of top secret information could be expected to cause exceptionally grave damage to this national security of the United States. Uh, the disclosure of secret information could be expected to also cause serious damage to the national security. And then confidential information, if unauthorized disclosure is given, uh, that would reasonably be expected to cause damage to the national security of the United States. Uh, the classification marking no foreign stood for not releasable to foreign nationals and denoted that dissemination of those documents could not be taking place outside the United States. Uh, of course, then there is also the sensitive compartmentalized information, which you're only allowed to read once you're in a skiff. Uh, that information is not supposed to leave a skiff. This exact same thing was true with Hillary Clinton. She had skiff only SCI documents, sensitive compartmentalized information documents on her private email server. Uh, I would not be surprised if Joe Biden also had the same. Uh, so despite the fact that these documents are not supposed to leave skiffs, it goes to show you that it's quite often that they actually do. So uh, pursuant to all of that, President Trump is alleged to have all of these documents in his possession. Uh, and of course, again, he says that he was subject to the Presidential Records Act and therefore he had declassified them and he's done nothing wrong. Um, <clears throat> now, the executive branch departments and agencies whose classified documents Trump retained after his presidency. This goes through uh, the actual specific documents. So uh, this includes uh, presidential intelligence briefings from government officials, also uh, from the directors of the CIA, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, senior White House officials, uh, they claim that he regularly received a collection of classified intelligence from the United States intelligence community. That was the presidential daily brief. God's guy. Good to see you, man. Much love, Zach. Praying against the evil works of darkness. However, that stops all of them and gets our president back. Amen. It's so good to see you, brother. Tell Gene and I said hi. Glad to hear from you. So they say that after President Trump left office, um, he held on to all of this information. Again, if he was president when he received it and he wanted to declassify it or make it part of his personal records, he absolutely could. Uh, by retaining them after his presidency, they say that the implication of those documents being in his position uh, would put the U.S. intelligence community and uh, other members of the executive branch uh, at risk. <clears throat> that includes the CIA, the DOD, the National Security Agency, NSA, National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, NRO, the National Reconnaissance Office, the Department of Energy, the Department of State, and Bureau of Intelligence and Research. Now, this is in regards, this next section is in regards to public statements uh, that President Trump made about classified information. Uh, and this goes to show, uh, I suppose, the rationale as to why they are making such a big deal out of this. President Trump clearly made public statements about Hillary Clinton and her handling of classified information, Joe Biden and his handling of classified information, 
on August 18th of 2016. He said, in my administration, I'm going to enforce all laws concerning the protection of classified information. No one will be above the law. That would also include the Presidential Records Act, which dictates how the president is allowed to ultimately classify or declassify information. President Trump is clearly talking about people who are misusing these things. The president is immune to all of that. He is over and above it. On September 16th, President Trump said, we also need to fight this battle by collecting intelligence and then protecting Protecting our classified secrets, we can't have someone in the Oval Office who doesn't understand the meaning of the word confidential or classified. Uh, And of course, they're going to say that that applies directly to him. Uh, September 7th, 2016, one of the first things we must do is enforce all classification rules and to enforce all laws relating to the handling of classified information. Uh, On September 19th, Trump said, we also need the best protection of classified information. Of course, this is immediately after uh, the Hillary Clinton email fiasco. Uh, and then on November 3rd, he said service members here in North Carolina have risked their lives to acquire classified intelligence to protect our country. And then on July 6, 26th of 2018, President Trump made <clears throat> the following statement about classified information. As the head of the executive branch and commander in chief, I have a unique constitutional responsibility to protect the nation's classified information included by controlling access to it. More broadly, the issue of a former executive branch official's security clearance raises larger questions about the practice of former officials maintaining access to our nation's most sensitive secrets long after their time in government has ended. May have been talking about uh, John Brennan here. Such access is particularly inappropriate when former officials have transitioned into highly partisan positions and seek to use real or perceived access to sensitive information to validate their political attacks. Any access granted to our nation's secrets should be in furtherance of national, not personal interests. Of course, the implication here is they're saying President Trump was doing exactly what he was uh, upset about that John Brennan was doing at that time. So, Uh, Trump's retention of classified documents after his presidency. This just goes into the specifics of uh, where he was housing them. There are pictures that are included here. As we said, uh, there were classified documents which were apparently sitting on the stage. They also had uh, documents that were apparently in a bathroom. I don't know that any of that's true. Uh, It was alleged that the FBI had staged some photographs when they came into President Trump's residence uh, in August of last year when they raided Mar-a-Lago. They also have text messages which are being traded between President Trump and some people that are working for him. Also between President Trump and and NADA. Uh, They are discussing... Uh, the returning of many of these documents to the National uh, Archives and uh, getting them back to them. Uh, In August, excuse me, in April of 2021, President Trump uh, texted another employee of the office to ask whether, uh, excuse me, one employee of President Trump texted another employee, employee one and employee two, um, asking whether Trump's boxes could be moved out of the business center to make room for staff to use it as an office. Uh, Trump 2 employee replied, whoa, okay, so POTUS specifically asked Walt for those boxes to be in the business center because they are his papers, his papers, uh, indicating they are his presidential papers, uh, papers that he believed he should be able to keep. Uh, And then later that day, 
employee one and employee two continued the conversation. We can definitely make it work if we move his papers into the lake room. Uh, there is still a little room in the shower where his other stuff is. Is it only his papers he cares about? There's some other stuff in there that are not papers. Could that go into storage or does he want everything in there on the property? Yes, anything that's not the beautiful mind paper boxes can definitely go to storage. Want to take a look at the space and start moving them tomorrow in the morning. Uh, and then, of course, as I said, here is that bathroom with the boxes supposedly in there. This, of course, makes it look like there is a preponderance of classified data that President Trump was holding on to uh, for whatever reason. Um, and then President Trump directed the handling of a lot of this stuff, uh, where to go, where to put it. <clears throat> um I, uh, I'm going to have to uh, stop right here, guys. Uh, we're on page 13. This is where they start going into uh, the claims of Walt Nauta's handling of this classified information. They claim that he lied to the DOJ and to the FBI when discussing whether or not classified information was still in President Trump's um, uh, possession. Um they say that Walt Nauta knew that there was classified information in these boxes, and yet still he handled it. Uh, he didn't honestly give answers to the FBI, and so therefore he is a co-conspirator in the obstruction of the investigation. Now, um, I want to make sure that we touch on a couple of these things. I've already told you that the rumor is Jack Smith does not have this information. He doesn't have the smoking gun. Um there is also the fact that information has been leaked to the general public at large. With the leaking of this of this information to the public, it is a poisoning of the jury pool. And I'm certain that that information is going to be discussed and uh, a motion to dismiss is probably going to be put out. Now, with uh, the information that's come out, it's quite obvious that there's only one place that it could be coming from, and that is inside the special counsel's office. So the fact that the special counsel's office is putting this information out there in the public and poisoning the minds of potential jurors, uh, that is grounds for a dismissal. Uh, right here, someone uh, who had previously worked in the legal field said, I'm beginning to read the indictment against Trump, but even three pages in, it's clear the leaks that preceded this indictment are far too close to what is actually being pleaded by the DOJ to be a coincidence. So it has to be the DOJ who's actually leaking this stuff. Now, uh, this alleged audio tape uh, is uh, is also something that has leaked out. Now, this information coming out before the trial, again, also poisons the minds of any potential jurors so that uh, this is going to be uh, clouding their judgment before they go in. Um, Jack Smith said himself, it is imperative that uh, people are assumed innocent until proven guilty. But the Department of Justice is leaking evidence that they're using in their indictment against President Trump and Walt Nauta, and they are uh, poisoning the minds of people who might otherwise have no opinion as they go in. Now, there is also the fact that Walt Nauta's attorney was apparently offered a bribe to get his client to testify against Donald Trump. Now, apparently, that man, Stanley Woodward, uh, who is the lawyer for Walt Nauta, uh, at one time, 
uh, had been uh, looking for a judgeship. He had been uh, seeking a judgeship. And it was implied to him that if he got his client to testify against Donald Trump, that he would be given this judgeship, which is, of course, an illegal bribe. Now, the DOJ now has to respond to this complaint that was filed in D.C. by the lawyer for Walton Auto, alleging that Jay Bratt, one of the prosecutors who Jack Smith said was beyond reproach, had actually uh, suggested that he would block the judgeship of this man uh, unless he got Walton Auto to go ahead and testify. So there's a couple of very interesting things that have already happened in regards to the claims that Jack Smith has made about the people working for him. It appears that there is major, massive corruption inside the special prosecutor's office and, of course, inside the DOJ. We expect nothing less at this point in the game. Now, um, this is a bit of a separate story, but it goes to the idea of these ongoing investigations that are taking place against the Bidens. Rudy Giuliani claims to have a former chief accountant for Burisma who will give up all of the offshore accounts and the banking accounts and all of the records about the Biden bribes. Uh, all that has to be done is that the U.S. government needs to investigate it. But I don't know that that's actually going to happen. Um, we also have uh, the claims of Rudy Giuliani that uh, Bill Barr had squashed these investigations before they could begin. And uh, just a couple of years ago, we had Victor Shokin, who actually came forward and said that he was willing to give up documents that would implicate the crimes of the Biden family. Um, at this point, I think that our best hope is that the DOJ has poisoned their own case against Donald Trump. And that Eileen Cannon is going to uh, fairly and accurately judge uh, judge this case uh, based upon the merits and all of the things that have happened thus far in it. All right. So uh, let me say thank you to Rise Attire. God bless you, RP. Love you, man. I love you, too. Uh, Filter Dog One, thank you for the cough drop. Zoso Dude says, uh, good evening, Red Pillars, and good to see you, Zach. Good to see you as well. Uh, Sean Joe, thank you for that cookie. Adjudicate, thank you. Thank you very much, Adjudicate. <laughs> Sean Joe, thank you. Bro Dude says, hey, Zach, I'm sincerely looking forward to how this thing ends. Nothing can stop what is coming. I, too, am very, very excited for the end of this. Sean Joe, thank you for the cookie. Uh, and another cookie. And then J2 Dank, thank you for the cookie as well. All right, let me just check in here and uh, see if there is anything else on Ko-Fi or on Cash App. Um, Ko-Fi.com. Nope, nothing and nothing. All right, so thank you very much to everybody who supported the show tonight on... On Rumble and on the Foxhole, I sincerely appreciate it. Um, I am going to be taking tomorrow off. I'm going to rest my voice and uh, we'll continue to apprise these things as they come across the newswires. So hopefully I will see you Monday on Red Pill News Lives. Until that time, good luck. God bless. Thank you for joining me tonight and we will see you next time.
one more happy birthday to Debbie Roush. Once again, please give Debbie Roush a happy birthday on your way out. Don't forget to hit that like button. And uh, if you wouldn't mind sharing the show after we're all done here, put it out there on your social media. Thank you for being here. Bye-bye. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough 
through in a bottle, but then it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.